your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche and uh, doing it a little bit different today. We are on the Locker Room app, and we were talking about it yesterday. And uh, if you have an Apple device, you can download Locker Room, create an account, follow me, and we will be doing these at least once a week where uh, you have a, a chat room that's going right now with some people who are have joined the, the group. And if you want to join the, the conversation, uh, you just have to hit a button and ask to speak and I will invite you in uh, like I will do right now with uh, Eric Jensen. So we're going to get Eric here in a second, but the avalanche come roaring back for an eight to four win. And we're going to talk about a lot of it because uh, there was some good and there was some bad, uh, namely the goalie situation. So a lot to get to, but I want to get uh, Eric in here first if he wants to come in. Eric, can can you hear me, sir? Yeah, what's up, my man? How you doing, buddy? It's what's I'm, uh... doing, I'm doing okay. I uh, I, I got to get some studying done here in a second, but I wanted to pop in and say hello and uh, just get fire off. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the Avalanche coaching staff sees in Hunter Miska, but. I don't know. He seems like an ECHL guy to me. So. Well, the the thing is, like he, first of all, like the, the this game was was bad. This was not a good game at all for him, and it wasn't even where you know they they lost the game. Uh, I think it was last week when every shot. Who who were they? Who was it against? Was it against Arizona? Uh, or the camera again, it's Arizona. Like every shot they took was a redirect off somebody's skate. And, you know, you can forgive that. None of that happened tonight. Like Miska had shots that were he, it was just him and the guy shooting nobody in front of him. And th- that's concerning. That's very, very concerning. But is he the answer? I don't think he's really ever been the answer to a backup role. But um, I think they would expect him to perform better than he has. And, you know, tonight was a night off, supposed to be a night off for Grubauer. And he needs him. So he needed to play well. And he didn't. And he didn't play well Grubauer at all. Grubauer comes in and has to save the day. It's, and, it's a, and yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and shuts the door. So I get it. I think that is going to be – it's, it's going to be weird to see what the, the talking points are for tomorrow because – uh, you'll get some people who will tout like the comeback win and all the goals that they scored. And then, you know, you'll have the negative Nancy's who just want to talk about the goalie and the moves that they need to make, uh, which I think this just emphasizes the fact that, yeah, they do. Because like, like you're saying, like Miska's not, not the guy, did, but did you have any, did, did you have any doubt that they would kind of come back in this game? Uh yeah, a little bit. I've Did you really? 
Uh, I, I've been pleasantly surprised. I've been watching them on and off for the last few weeks, and, like, you were saying earlier on the podcast this week, like, when they're on, they're on, and it just kind of depends on the night which shots go in, and it, it it just felt like this game was kind of a matter of time coming because you had the, the, you had the Arizona game where they had so many shots and they were only – able to solve Ronta twice. And then you have the Kings game where you, you saw him have kind of the same thing. And then you have the other Kings game where they opened it up a little bit. And then this kind of comes out. And this is, I would say this is the best performance they've had offensively since that first Sharks game, I want to say they had, like the 7-2 game. Um, they had an 8 to nothing game, uh, the second game of the season against st louis but yeah the 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 san jose game uh and the st louis game were kind of their two offensive outbursts uh up until now so but i i thought the way that they were playing uh in in the first period they were uh, they hit what three posts in in the first period and you know they did score two goals so things were looking good uh you just had to shore up the defense or not the defense really the goaltending and then when Grubauer came in, it, they almost were able to do – not have to worry about if I make a mistake, uh, it could cost me dearly on the defensive end because he's not being able to stop anything. And once they got out of that mentality of, of okay, now we have our A1 goalie back there who's been playing great, let's just play our game. And that's exactly what they did, and they methodically started coming back. So uh, – under different circumstances, I would agree with you and say, like, I, I didn't I, – I would have real hope that they were coming back. But the way that they were playing in that first, uh, they looked good with the exception of their goalie. They corrected the goalie situation in the second, and they had more than enough time to come back, and they did it. So, Yeah, no, I, 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 I hear you. I kind of missed the first period, to be completely honest with you. Oh, you did? But, okay. Um. I just before I, I gotta head out, but I, no problem. I, and I don't want to hog hog the floor here. But, You're good. Um, I just think Samuel Gerard. I tweeted something crazy during the game that I instantly regretted. Like, I get he's not he's not better than Kale McCart, but like he, I would argue he's playing as one of the best defensemen in the entire NHL right now. Hmm. Like. What he does on a game-to-game basis is incredibly impressive, and I would say he, to me, has been the best player on the roster all year long. I just, I, I think that he, his development this from last year to this year is a massive step, and it it really bodes well for them because they are going to run very deep when the whole defensive core is healthy. I agree. I agree with you. Um... And I have some things to say on on Sam Gerard, but I don't want to keep you if you have to, if you have somewhere to go, so I can let you go and then make a comment if you if you uh, are okay yeah, with awesome, that. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, thanks. All right. we'll check this out again next week. Excellent, man. I appreciate it. Always, like All right, always. See you, man. All right, buddy. Um, yeah, Eric, I, I I agree with him. Well, I wouldn't agree with him to say that uh, Gerard is the maybe most valuable player on the Avs. I would say. Grubauer probably is, but Gerard is probably a close second 
uh, right up there with, with the way Miko Rantanen has been playing lately has been fantastic. Um, he's right that Gerard is not in the realm of Kale McCarr, but he's a different type of defender. McCarr is uh, much more of an offensive powerhouse than Gerard is, but Gerard's no slouch. Like his offensive numbers are, are increasing. Um, and he's much more of a, he's much more of an offensive force than he ever has been. And he kind of has to be because of all the injuries that they have in the defensive end. I don't think, yeah, I, I think Cam McCarr is the overall better player, but the step up that Gerard has done this year has been noticeable. And I don't, I mean, I don't think he will be a front runner to win the Norris, but he'll get some looks. He'll get some votes. He'll, he'll be up there. Um, he's, he's turning heads. That is for, for absolute sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Kyle, I know you have thoughts on this. Uh, all right, he wants to come in. I knew he did. Uh, I, well, Kyle and I are, are, are big, uh, Sammy G fans, obviously. Um, and to do what, you know, him and Taves have been needing to do, um, for an extended period of time, it's crazy, man, how much they are, uh, carrying the defensive unit. And now the rest of these defenders are starting to play pretty well. Uh, what, what, so give me your take on this whole game, first of all. And I don't know if you want to go into the whole, uh, goalie thing. Well, like Eric did, but well, Chris, uh, thank you for having me on the locked on locker room. Yes, sir. This is super cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, So follow your point about the defense. Um, It shouldn't be a lot to ask them to step up in the absence of Bo Byram and Kale McCarr. But I mean, I echo, I echo all the praise to Sam G. I mean, Devin Taze has been playing incredible. Um, Ryan Graves has got to step it up a little bit, but the defense has stepped up, um, and it's been the shining um, moment through the injury-riddled season we've had so far is how the defense has stepped up in these situations. Mm. Um, I will say the goalie situation is a problem, um, the backup goalie situation, that is. Um, we right. have to address that, like, immediately. Well, I, I I was joking, saying uh, I think the person who's going to replace Miska in this game is the person that Joe Sackick has acquired while this game is in process. Um, he's on the phone. Uh, he he he's been on the phone. It, that's been reported that he's putting feelers out there. Um, and the interesting thing here, man, is if he has been in discussions with some teams, and those teams obviously watched tonight's performance by Miska, they might ask for a little bit more now, knowing that the abs might be a little bit desperate to get a backup goalie. So you might have to throw in an extra draft pick or something like that now to get a guy like, you know, they're talking about Samson off. So from, from Washington, I'd be okay with that. Johansson from Buffalo. I would be cautious of that. Uh, but I think Bernier bringing him back would be, I think that would make all the sense in the world. I do like the idea of Samsonov in 
I mean, of course, I mean, it's the most Colorado Avalanche thing to pick up a Washington Capitals backup goalie. <laughs> I mean, exactly. We've done it with Varley. We've done it with Gruby. Why not do it with Samsonov? Um, and honestly, if we have to up it, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities to offer up Connor Timmons as well. Really? Uh, tell me where he's impressed you, and I will say lies. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he's struggled, but, I mean, do, do you just give up on him uh, just based on this year? I mean, he, he's still young. He's still a work in progress, and if they still feel like he can produce – in the coming years, yeah, hang on to him. But that's, you know, that's a big if. I don't know if, if they've got enough sample size where they where they move on from him. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. I, I think they like him and I think they want to hang on to him. But yeah, it's he's on a conveyor belt of talent. I mean it's only his seat's only going to get hotter once everyone we've been drafting starts working their way up. I mean is he going to sit there and try and fight for his position every year? And he's going to be the question again next yeah. year. Right. Uh, it's one of those that's you either fit in or ship out. Uh, the avalanche are not evaluating talent anymore. We are trying, we're cup or bust. We talked about it at the beginning of the year. We're cup or bust. And uh, we can't sit here and keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah. Well, I uh, hang tight. Cause I want to, uh, I got to get a few ads in here, but there's uh, something I want to ask you just specifically about this game uh, on the other side of it. So first of all, locker room, the the episode you're listening to right now is recorded through locker room and uh, you can be a part of it just like Kyle is just like Eric is. We have uh, another person, Travis listening in right now. Um, If you have an Apple device, it's not available for Android yet. Although I'm told they are working on that. Uh, if you have an, an Apple device, you can download the app locker room and create an account. And whenever we do these and you follow me, you'll get a notification that a room has been started and it's basically, what would you say, Kyle? It's like zoom without the video, but it's designed for sports. If so, you watched any of the NWHL and saw that, uh, chat that they had going on, this is yeah. that chat on steroids because you get to jump in and be on the episode. And you right. All you got to do is just basically hit a button to say like, Oh, I want to talk. And all I have to do is hit a button and say, Oh, okay. I will let you. And we can rap like we're doing right now. And then, like I said, there's a chat going on that you can talk in the chat. It's a really cool thing. And uh, I, I hope that it, sooner or later, like I said, I hope it comes to Android so we can get everybody involved in this thing. But uh, download it. It's a free download. The entire thing is free. Follow me at Locked On Avalanche. Obviously, um, it's available on the iOS App Store. You create a profile, link it to your Twitter account. You can join whatever league you want to join. Uh, it's it's a pretty cool feature. So we're going to be doing this at least once a week. And if I want to, I can have it specific for Mondays or Wednesdays or whatever we want to do or Fridays. The possibilities are pretty much endless. So uh, definitely go download the locker room app right now. Also built bar. We've been talking about built bar for ever. And that's because it is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Bars taste more like candy bars than those nasty gritty energy bars. They're covered in 100% chocolate. And right now, if you have tried them, which a lot of my listeners should have by now, they're doing their own 
March Madness with flavors and whatever flavors your favorite, go to builtbar.com and vote. And there's matchups every day. It's right on. You can't miss it. When you go to builtbar.com, it's right in the beginning of their top of their webpage. Click on the link, vote away, and then fill up your basket. Check out, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off of your next order. Once again, that is LOCKED15, LOCKED15. And you get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And then check back to see who wins today's matchups. It's it's heating up. And my my vote is always going to go either with the peanut butters or the coconut brownie, which is out of this world. All right. Kyle, sir. Yes, sir. This game itself, um, the Avalanche haven't played a game like this all year. And it what I what I mean by that is like they haven't played a game that features uh, like their their speed their their speed is always on display, but it it really was tonight and it was I think the difference Anaheim cannot keep up with them they no. can't do it and when they got down uh, they you know made the goalie change and then their speed. And talent just took over. And Anaheim doesn't have the talent from, you know, all four lines to really hang with them. So my question to you is, like, because I thought the Avalanche played a a really good game, which line do you think played the best? Because I think you can make a case for all of them. Yeah, uh, every line performs tonight. (laughs) And to to piggyback off your uh, point about the speed, the more the season goes on and the more this season starts to wear on everyone, speed's going to be a factor. Right. And if we have all four lines performing at this level and games that we take 60 shots where we have at least eight go in, uh, I, I, we're, we're about to go on a tear because we were ripping crazy shots against Anaheim and L.A. and we were getting maybe one or two and it was frustrating. Right and now the shots were going in and the speed we were getting, we were setting plays up. The power play actually looked good. Um, yeah. Two for three on the power play tonight. So this was one of those games that we've been waiting on. It's been frustrating watching everything look right, but not translate on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. This was one of those nights that everyone in the NHL should start looking at like, okay, now they're starting to get healthy and now they're starting to get fired up. Kale, Bo, and JT are on their way back. It should be. Well, at least uh, Comfer and Byram should be back Thursday. Possibility McCarr comes back Thursday as well. If not, definitely by the weekend. So you're saying we're going to lose uh, Greg Patteron. Oh, boy. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> Who's been playing better? But, yeah, I mean, come on. You you, you have Bo and Kale coming back. Yeah, you're – even Dan Renoff, I think, has been playing better. And look at the look at the time on ice for these guys. And I said this in yesterday's episode that that they're they're starting to trust these guys a little bit more. Uh, Taves and Gerard, both with twenty four, almost they almost had the exact same time on ice. Taves had twenty four twenty nine. Gerard had twenty four twenty four. So that's down a couple minutes, <laughs> you know, from the 28, 29 that we're used to seeing those guys. So what's that mean? It means that they, they trust guys like Renuff a little bit more. 
they have a lot of trust in McDonald. He had almost 20 minutes of ice time tonight. Even Patteron had 14 minutes of ice time tonight. Uh, so they're trusting those defenders because they they got, you know, they've had to play over the last couple of weeks. So it's just they're getting reps in and they're starting to play a little bit better. Pattern still has some, you know, boneheaded plays that he makes. He's by no stress of the imagination, a speed demon. Um, but yeah, they're they're just they're doing what they did last year. And they're they're getting by uh, with all these injuries that they have. It's it's pretty crazy. And we're really and we're starting to click. And it just it it puts the magnifying glass on the glaring backup goalie position. But yeah. everything's falling into place to where we are finally at a point where we could start really believing in our chances going forward. And I mean, especially coming up with a series against Minnesota, who is just red hot right now. Yes, they are. This is what we needed going into that series. Absolutely. Now, what's is that a two game? I believe it is two game. I think it's a two game. Yeah, because they it's a two game, and then they have a back to back against Arizona. I think to start next week. So, um, going through these stats, only. Two forwards did not score a point. Who do you think they were? Two forwards didn't score a point. Two uh, two forwards did not score a point. One of them is a guy who just never scores points. Although he's playing very well, uh, just cannot seem to get any points. Jost? Jost. Tyson Jost is one. Uh, and the other? Would be Berkey? No, no, Bird no, had that no, solid no, goal, dude. Um, who would be the? Because Belmar had the empty netter. Well, actually, Burkowski didn't have a, a. He had the first goal, and he. I thought he had a second goal, but they said Kadri tipped it. Of course, uh, we'll have to right. But um, <laughs> I, do you want to guess, or do you want me to just tell you? I, I, I don't know who that second one would be. It would be Logan O'Connor. Oh, Logan O'Connor. Yeah. You got Matt Calvert with an assist and Chuskin with an assist. Saad with one and one. McKinnon with a goal. Uh, Belly with a goal. Donskoy, two assists. Kadri, two and two. Uh, Landeskog, an assist. Burkowski, one and one. Rantanen, one and one. Uh, and then on the defensive end, the two workhorses are the only two defenders that had points. Gerard was one and one. Taves with three apples on the day. Wow. It was just, it was methodical. Like, and I asked Eric this, the same question. Like, did you, did you have concern that they were not going to come back in this game? I've seen, we've come back twice already this season. So I know we can do it. Um, And the way the speed was translating visually on television, like I did not feel like we were out of it at any point. Yeah. I agree. I think like the way that they were playing in that first, although they were down, uh, you could pinpoint what the problem was. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure Hunter Miska is a very nice kid, but he just didn't have it tonight. And, and it was just the other night that Hutchinson got pulled in the least game. He let up two goals on three shots. Mm. So for those that say, well, Hutch got us to this point in the playoffs, we can bring him back. No, uh, no, we're not going to hear. Hutchinson is is not the guy. I'm telling you right now. 
Um, you want to hang around for a little bit more? Of course. All right. So, uh, but first I want to talk about betonline.ag and then we'll talk about where the ads go from here. Um, so betonline.ag, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Why would you not want to bet on some March Madness stuff? Uh, head over to betonline.ag. Football might be over, but obviously the NCAA tournament is here. The NBA is in full swing. And of course, our NHL is as well. Uh, if you want to, you can even bet on award shows like the Grammys. If I don't know, uh, what would you bet on a, a, a Grammy? Uh, I'm trying to think of something I would bet on. Probably that uh, a guitar would show up less than five times in the Grammy Awards, I think would be my my over-under bet. I I would just vote on whatever Bad Bunny was in, because I know he was <laughs> he's a thing. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Uh, but yeah, you can bet on award shows or TV shows or reality shows. Uh, real-time updated odds, prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it is totally free to sign up. And when you do sign up and use the promo code Locked On, you get a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. It's your online sportsbook experts. All right. So you had said something like the this might put uh, other teams in the league on notice. Like, hey, uh, the Avs might have been the preseason favorite and maybe have been, you know, up and down and haven't been consistent. But don't don't go to sleep on them. Yes. You you even though it's against Anaheim and Anaheim is you know not the best team this year. You still. F- feel that way you still even even not having short up the backup goalie situation uh i I feel like if that happens then people are going to be like all right well now the abs are complete they 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 have the one the one thing that they're missing they have it now like if you paid attention to the nhl socials tonight all they were doing was uh ranting and raving about the anaheim ducks reverse retros everybody go check it out and I'm pretty sure people just happen to flip it over there just to kind of see what it looks like. And then the Avs just go wreck shop on Anaheim. <laughs> so everybody's like, ooh, this Colorado team's pretty legit. So tomorrow well, everybody's going to be saying, you know what? That Colorado team we were counting out, I think they're getting it together. So now the buzz is about to start again. It could. It definitely could happen. Um, I, th- I mean, the beginning of this game was incredible. I, I-, I was like – catching my breath after the first period it felt like you played an entire game in one period yeah and it's it couldn't have started out any better for the avalanche a minute into the game burkowski gets that first goal and then kind of like the wheels fell off for a little while but yeah like i said like the way that they were playing you felt you felt really good that they could come back as long as they didn't give up any other goals and and we keep talking about miska and how he was replaced, and obviously he was replaced by Grubauer, but he needed to do what he did when he came in yeah. and not let up anything else, and he did it, which is not easy to do. I mean, for a guy who's been playing as much as he's been playing, to be told uh, today, you got today off, must have felt like a two-week vacation for him in, you know, 
in yeah. St. Bart's. Uh, and then you watch your backup kind of give up the first uh, two shots. He gives up two goals in the back of your head. You're like, all right, if he doesn't turn this around ASAP, I'm going in. And he didn't. And he, and he completely choked on the penalty shot. Completely choked on the penalty shot. Miska? Yes. Yeah. It, it, well, and that was bad. That was bad all around. You You cannot give up a penalty shot when you are on the power play, first of all. Yeah. Um, and do you think Gabe Landeskog went a little extra on, on, uh, I don't remember who, who was it? Uh, let me see. It's overcompensation. I don't know. But do you think he was purposely trying to make a, a very difficult play and almost saying like, I'll give up, I'll give up a penalty shot if they call me for it. Yes. Uh, because if I let this guy go, he's probably going to score. Yeah, we saw that uh, last year in the bubble um, when we when Grubauer went down and we were throwing in backups left and right. The defense played completely different. And when you don't have faith in your goalie, the team plays a completely different way. Uh, and you, the speed and the confidence and the shot lanes and the passing just ratcheted up when Grubauer got back there because – they could play their game instead of playing the 200 foot game all game long, every position. Um, I, I honestly think Joe Sackick should come out tomorrow morning and tell us we're either making a move or Frankie will be back next week. That's a good point. I mean, I don't think they're going to come out and say we're making a move, but I do like, can't we get an update on him? Yeah. I think, you know, in, in press conferences with uh, Jared Bednar, I, f- I feel like kind of reporters have stopped asking or, or they're not asking every day. Uh, maybe like every other day, every third day they're asking because they're getting the same answer. I honestly Bednar. don't think Bednar knows. Could be true. That That's he might not because we talk. I've talked about this before. He, he cares about the guys who are on the ice and on the bench and he should, that that's his job. Um, and when a trainer or somebody comes up to him and says, Francis is ready to go. Okay, let's bring him in. And and I'm assuming I don't have to hold back with him. If you're telling me he's good to go, he's good to go. But at the other end, he is the head coach, so shouldn't he know at least something about what's wrong with him? I wonder if it has something to do with COVID protocols and just the interaction with who he has in the locker room. Um, anyone injured, I wonder how they handle that. And I wonder if Bednar is just going off secondhand information what he gets from the trainers. If, uh, like, I remember we were up in the air about Nate when he was coming back, and there was a moment that Kale looked like he was coming back, and we're still waiting on that. Um, I think, yeah, I really don't think Bednar is completely, um, a hundred percent making the calls on, like, his knowledge. I think he's getting that secondhand from the trainers or Sackick himself. I would have to think if if he genuinely is in the dark on that. I think that's by his decision. I think he is telling whoever the trainers, the doctors uh, only tell me when he's coming back Yeah, for a number of reasons. One is, like I said, he has to play with the guys that are on the ice. He can't worry about the guys that aren't. Uh, And number two, like he can, can play dumb when he is asked a question and that's the truth. So uh, I think I think it might be by his own decision to say, 
don't tell me unless he's coming back. Yeah. Uh, because we get that from him. We, we do know, like he has said with like uh, McKinnon and even with uh, Makar, he has said, I think he might be back in X amount of time. So I feel like that's when he gets the information is, is when these trainers and doctors go to him and say like, okay, this guy will be good, you know, in the next three to five days or a week. And then he reports it. But if he doesn't know, he's just, he's not gonna, he's gonna come on the info. I get it. Especially when they when they straight up ask on a timetable, it sounds like he's just repeating what a trainer would tell him. Right. Yeah. Good point. So, all right. Um, overall, I mean, a, a solid win for the Avs. Clearly, you win eight to four, and you score. Um, let's see. What? Where, where, where's the breakdown here? What'd they do? They, they got one. It's obviously two in the first. And then two in the second to tie it, and then the four in uh, in the third. So thirty four shots on goal to the Ducks twenty two. So again, they hold another team under thirty shots on goal. The Avalanche shoot more than a stormtrooper. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's just incredible to watch. So yeah, when you, the dam has to break at some point when you're shooting as much pucks as many pucks as they are. They got to go in at some point. And, and they're going off the back of goalies. That's now Miko's. Oh, man. That's me. That, that, that's not only Miko's shot. That's Miko's shot against Ryan Miller. <laughs> that's twice now he's done it to him. But you have to be so quick and accurate in doing that. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's like not teachable. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's, it's incredible, and that's and that's evidence to the Avalanche creating shots. I mean, we talked about it. You talked about it, like how the Avs would just take not the greatest shots in the world. It was either getting blocked or just instantly gloved out of the air. The Avs are working on different shots, different shot lanes, and Miko's going extremely creative with uh, the uh, great value brand Michigan goal off the back of Ryan Miller. Right. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Uh, player of the game. Who? Who is it? Give me one guy. Oh, you know it's me. It's Nazem Kadri. That's true. You are a Kadri fan. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. Two goals, two assists. Uh, for me, I I have to. I've been singing the praises of Grubauer, but to come in and do that, yeah, I, I, I think that's that was great. Uh, with all the points that are up and down the the roster in this game um i think he is the one that needed to come in and shut it down and he did it so uh i will have the poll for player of the game up uh it's up right now if you're listening to this um and see what you people think because there's a lot to pick from i think i usually save the fourth spot for other um and I think there might be a lot of other votes for the, for this one because there's just too much to pick from. So, does Brian Miller's back count as a vote? <laughs> you want me to put that one up there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it wasn't so like such a blowout and there's so many people to pick from, I, I would do that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Kyle, thank you. Like this was the inaugural locker room chat. So uh, appreciate Eric for coming on. Appreciate you for coming on. Uh, again, people in the chat room for, for doing it. We'll do this once a week and maybe we'll figure something out where we have a set day where we do it. I don't know. 
let me know what you guys think so follow the show on twitter lopn underscore avalanche follow on instagram search for lockdown avalanche and send any questions comments concerns opinions to lockdown avalanche at gmail.com kyle you're on the line throw out your twiddle hand handle uh at shaggy von doom on instagram and twitter uh, find me there yes sir all right man uh always appreciate it when you guys come on so uh keep listening i appreciate it each and every day anytime all right all right guys that'll be it uh we'll see you tomorrow here's miss jovi go abs go